What's going on, everyone? As we quickly approach the final few episodes of the first season of the Unstoppable podcast, I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all those who have listened, shared, subscribed, and rated this podcast. We're quickly approaching 10,000 downloads, and that wouldn't be possible without you listeners. So thank you for your continued support, because it's with this support that this podcast will be around for a long time. In some way, shape, or form, we all have a challenge to wrestle. Maybe it's physical, mental, something external, or all the above. Sometimes these challenges can appear so great that they actually intimidate us that we don't even attempt to overcome it. We don't ask ourselves the all-important question of, what if? Rohan Murphy has never shied away from asking himself this question. What Rohan had to overcome were birth defects. No hip on one side, half a joint on the other. His legs never worked. His fingers were also defective. They were surgically separated when he was five. Suffice it to say, Rohan was different. I remember those days after hearing the ninth period bell ring and all my friends were saying, I talk to you later, I'm going to soccer practice. I'll see you later, I'm going to football practice. And there I was with nowhere to go. And all I wanted to do was just fit in. One person would change all that. Middle school gym teacher Ron Croto saw something that even Rohan couldn't see. And so he asked Rohan to be a sports team manager, the first step in the coach's grand plan. Rohan has wrestled with his challenge every day of his life. But that challenge has never stopped him from asking himself, what if? Today, we're going to talk about why it's important to ask ourselves, what if? How acts of kindness can change someone's world? And why the greatest form of motivation must come from within. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish when I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guest, Rohan Murphy. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five-star customer experience. Get your free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, Rohan, how you doing, man? Great, great, Anthony. Thank you for having me, man. Much appreciated. Uh, my pleasure, brother. It's an honor to speak with you. You're someone who I've always looked up to, man, who's motivated me. And I mean, shoot, I mean, you're sitting here right now, man. I, I feel like I got work to do in the gym. Your guns are just ripped, bro. <laughs> Much appreciated, <laughs> man. I, I'm just trying to look good for summer. 
you know? <laughs> I hear you. It's just around the corner, right? Yeah, no doubt about that. And you're, where are you living these days? Long Island, New York, my hometown. Okay. So, and you guys deal with the humid heat out there, right? You got it. You got it. It'll be 85 <laughs> degrees, but it'll feel like 100. Man. <laughs> so we got that dry heat and it's like 115 out here. It's like stepping in an oven, but you know, I'll, I'll yeah. take our heat over your heat any day, man. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. I actually spent a lot of time in Vegas. So uh, I'm pretty accustomed to it. Yeah, you have to hit me up when you're out in this neck of the woods again, man. Vegas is like All right, a, we'll do. Up, skip away from me. Yeah, I know. Right by. Yeah, definitely. We'll do. Well, Rohan, man, thank you so much for joining me today. Like I said, it's it's a truly an honor to speak with you. And I mean, you have an incredible story, man. But before we jump into that, I just was curious, what are you up to these days? Uh, right now, I'm a youth motivational speaker. I say youth motivational speaker because primarily I speak at a lot of schools, uh, grade, middle and high schools across the country. And just trying to go out there, share my story with students and really inspire them and also give them a different perspective on life. Nice. And I mean, with the pandemic, have you had to kind of adjust the way you give those speeches? Is it like a lot of virtual stuff now or like how are you going about things? Yeah, definitely. Mostly just virtual now. A lot of presentations just like this via Zoom or maybe another um, avenue like Google Hangout. So definitely had to make an adjustment. But now that things are getting a little bit better, I'm starting to get in, back into more schools slowly. So hopefully by time next year, I'll be uh, full time in schools again. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I speak in schedule as far as in person. It just got wiped out and, you know, the virtual stuff started to come in. And honestly, it, it was I, I definitely missed the in-person events, but it was kind of nice with the virtual stuff. It's like, you know, I get to hang out in my own house and <laughs> kind of go down to my yeah. living room afterwards, you know. Yeah, definitely. It definitely takes out the hassle of having to travel. So yeah. that's the one good thing about it, at least. But I really miss the in-person interaction with the students, because that's what it's all about. That's what makes it special for me. Exactly, man. I, I agree with you. And, you know, that's one of the things I tell people. It's like, you know, I've heard my story. I know it. But my favorite part of my events is afterwards, you know, when I get to interact and speak with with, with the, the individuals who, who heard my story and just see how it impacted them. You know what I mean? And that's how you know you're making that difference. Exactly. No doubt about it. I miss on just taking the selfies with the kids, mm. maybe filming, maybe embarrassing myself and filming a TikTok, you know, <laughs> doing stuff like that. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully it's it's just around the corner. I know we're going to be picking back up again here soon, but what is yeah. your, what is your, 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 your message when you're speaking, you know, like, like what's your main idea when you're going out there and you're sharing your stories? You know, I have a couple different messages. Uh, one of my main messages to students, because I speak at a lot of uh, grade and middle schools, so there's always a lot of uh, anti-bullying push at those schools. So one of the things I always tell kids is to be inclusive rather than exclusive. So really try to be inclusive. I try to give people a chance and don't don't discriminate against someone for their differences. Yeah, that's a great message, man. That's something that my mom... You know, when I was a kid, she she told me you have to be proud to be different. She's like, you have to embrace that. And she said, you have to respect others because we're all different, right? We're all unique. And that's what makes the world such a great place. It's like, if we were all the same, if we were all thought the same, looked the same, it's like, that's boring, right? It's like uniqueness. That's what we have to embrace and remember that, that it's a special thing to uh, be proud of. Yes, exactly. And um, I'm pretty unique. And that's why I get to go out there and share my story. And man, Ron, you mentioned unique. And I mean, you've read, you've reach this level of success in multiple areas of your life. And you've done it, I mean, despite having to wrestle a monumental challenge from a young age. Would you mind just sharing about the challenge that you had to overcome? Yeah, um, basically, I was born with deformed legs, 
when I was born, my legs were backwards. My kneecaps were on the opposite side. So at the age of four, my parents and doctors decided that it'd be best if I had my legs amputated in hopes of maybe around middle school, high school to get prosthetic legs and walker prosthetics. Unfortunately, I had some complications through a surgery and my limbs never really fully developed where they would be strong enough to really bear the weight of heavy prosthetics. Mm -hmm. So I basically just wore prosthetics as a kid sitting down in my wheelchair and I just wore them cosmetically, you know, so people wouldn't really stare at me in public. When I was a kid, I was very insecure about people staring at me in public. That was my main thing. And that was actually one of the things that I had to overcome to really compete in wrestling because obviously when I wrestled, I wouldn't be able to wear prosthetic legs. You know, I'll be out there in the full wrestling singlet or uniform. And for me, that was tough, man. That was tough. I can relate to that, man. And that was something that, you know, I, I kind of say it like I, I wanted to blend in with everybody else. You know what I mean? I didn't want to stand out for my missing leg. And so I'd always like sit in the back of the class. I'd stay quiet, everything like that. And you're right. I mean, wrestling, it it, it forces you to come out of that shell, right? It's like when you're out there, there, there's nowhere to hide. It's just you and your opponent. And that definitely helped me as well with the confidence. So I know exactly where you're coming from. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of times people struggle with, right? It's like just feeling comfortable and stepping outside of that, that shell because, you know, they might not have uh, a visible, like a physical uh, uniqueness, but something mental, you know, like a mental challenge they might be dealing with or something on the inside. And we all have those certain insecurities that we have to just be willing to be brave enough to come out and step outside of those things, right? To overcome those, those challenges, those insecurities. Yeah, no doubt about it. And with going to school and speaking, I meet a lot of kids that tell me that they have what they would call a hidden disability something that most people can't see, um, which is completely opposite of what we have as a physical disability. So it just goes to show you that everyone really has their challenge in life and everyone has their battle. Yeah, absolutely, man. We just got to learn to to overcome it. And I know you, you mentioned as a kid, um, you know, you're just kind of struggling. And, and you know, I, I understand that. I, I can recall just, you know, coming home certain days, just really just being upset, you know, because kids looked at me different or, you know, just going to grocery stores and adults would be staring at me. But my mom was always that person that I just looked to as kind of my anchor, you know, just my support just helped me to mentally to, to think the right way. So who are those people in your life that you just leaned on for support during those times where it was really challenging for you and you were just trying to, you know, mentally just develop that, that, uh, that toughness, you know, to be able to overcome it. Yeah. I think every successful person has a great support system. And the person who really changed my life was my eighth grade phys ed teacher, Mr. Ron Croto, over at East Islip Middle School here in New York. Um, he knew that I loved sports, but obviously because of my situation, I couldn't play most sports like soccer, which he was coach of at a middle school. So coach was nice enough to make me the team manager for a middle school soccer team. So I became a manager for the middle school soccer team during the fall, did a pretty good job helping him out with the team. Then the very next season during the winter, coach once again gave me that same role as manager, but this time for our school's wrestling team. So I did, a, I did a pretty good job again during the winter, helping him out with the wrestling team. But then one day towards the end of the season, coach come, comes up to me in phys ed class. And I'll never forget that day. He has a big smile, his face comes right up to me. He looks at me and he tells me, Ro, 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 I got a great idea. I asked him, coach, what's that? He says, Ro, I've been doing some thinking and I think you could wrestle. I think you could somehow go out on that mat and wrestle kids with legs and be a wrestler like anyone else. And I asked him, all right, coach, but if I don't have legs, how in the world could I wrestle? He said, oh, it'll be easy. He said, Ro, you'll just have to somehow roll yourself out onto the mat, jump on the mat, grab kids' legs, and take them down. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at first, initially, I thought Coach was kidding. I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. And I thought he was crazy. <laughs> and I, I told him no, but 
the great thing about coach by really being special, not only as a teacher, not only as an administrator, but as a person, he did not give up on me. Hmm. He did not give up on me. And finally, one day he got a hold of me at the school, literally. <laughs> he brought me down <laughs> to the he brought me down to the wrestling room, to the practice room, and he started really showing me and demonstrating me how I could wrestle and how I could take people down, how I could pin people. And I couldn't believe it. Finally, I found a sport that I can do. I found a sport that I can play. And still to this day, I see Coach just about every week. I see him at the gym working out. He's still over at the middle school teaching phys ed and coaching wrestling. So he he's definitely um, a life changer for me. No, no doubt about that. Man, that, that's so awesome. What a blessing that coach was in your life. And I, I, I tell people that all the time, especially when I speak to, to high schools and you know, junior highs, tell kids, it's like, hey, you know, you have no idea how much just just one positive thing, you know, just being that support for somebody, uh, how much it can change their life forever. You know, they can look back. I have those individuals in my life. My guy was his name was Chris Frege. You know, he was like the state champ of our team. And he this dude just took me under his wing. It's like, I wouldn't be where I am today without that person, you know, and I, I feel like we need so much more of that in the world. It's like, hey, you know, there, there's so much, uh, I mean, there's everyone's fighting over something, you know, the disagreements, it's like, oh, whatever. It, no, it's like, we need to embrace each other and help build each other up. And, and that's what it's about, right? Helping each other reach our goals, because you do that, you forever leave a lasting positive imprint on somebody's life. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, change is forever, right? So if you can make a positive change on someone, you really change their life for the better forever. Definitely, man. And I think that's funny how you said, you know, initially you, you told the coach, no, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I did, I did the same thing, but that's awesome that he kept pressing on you. And so tell me about, about that first wrestling match, man, when you're actually out there, how did that uh, go down? Well, that first year, and I started wrestling in ninth grade. That was my first full season. Mm -hmm. I wrestled JV University. And that first year, I was only two and 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two and 13. Two wins, 13 losses. Not very good. But you know what? Something after that season really clicked in me. And I started really thinking to myself, man, what if I could somehow overcome this? What if I could somehow, despite of all this, could become successful and become successful, not only in wrestling, but big picture, become successful in school and life as well? And from that moment on, I just really trained hard. I just dedicated myself to the sport of wrestling. Came back in 10th grade, the very next year in 10th grade. I improved a lot, made a varsity team. And I finished that season on varsity with a record of 25 and 6. Dang, man. That's a nice turnaround right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that that question that you asked yourself, the what if. You know, and, and I, I think that's so crucial, so important for us to ask ourselves in life, right? It's like, because, I mean, take the pandemic, for instance, right? Everything was you know, go on pretty smoothly, you know, in my life. I think for the most part, people had things in order, you know, the way they wanted them to go. And then all of a sudden it's like overnight, your world just gets turns upside down, right? Some people lose their businesses and it's like, okay, you know, this is where I'm at. This is the challenge I'm dealing with. But, you know, what if I keep fighting? You know, what if I push for the next day? What if I just, if I don't give up? And I mean, that's just a great question to remind ourselves to ask, right? What if? Yeah, definitely. And I tell people all the time, you know, the pandemic, I know it's hard. I know it's rough for a lot of people financially. Trust me, I know with being a speaker and not being able to go to schools and share my story and make a living the way I want to do it, but it's just temporary. This mm -hmm. right here, there is no vaccine for this. This is forever. So I know for a fact if I could overcome this, the pandemic, huh, that's just a matter of time. I like that, man. I mean, you can overcome. It's just a daily battle, right? It's like basically like a wrestling match. It's like yeah, you want to fast forward to the end of the match when you get your arm raised, but that's that's not how it goes down, right? It's like you got to fight every single position. And there's times yeah. in a match when, I mean, I'm sure you've been there, right? You get tired and 
it's like, okay, th- this position, it's not really ideal for me, right? It's like, I'm, I'm not really winning this match right now, but I got to battle through the position. Yeah. And you know how it is in the sport of wrestling. There's that old saying, embrace the grind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I've been able to live my entire life without legs. I just embrace it. I know that every day I wake up, it's going to be difficult. I know every single day when I go somewhere in public, people are going to stare at me, maybe even ask me some type of questions that might not be, you know, friendly or even borderline rude, but just the way it is, just part of the grind. And I embrace it. I accept it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's that's what makes you unstoppable. You know, you accept it, you embrace it, and you, you overcome that. And I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, just struggling at the beginning of your wrestling career. And I was just curious, you know, after that 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 first season when you were struggling, I mean, what was the the reaction from people around you? Were they telling you like, oh, maybe this sport isn't for you? You know, like like, like just kind of because there's always going to be, unfortunately, that that negativity, right? There's going to be doubters who try to kind of uh, maybe they don't really mean it that way, but they they kind of they kill the dream sometimes, you know what I mean? They, they kill your vision for, for your goal. So how are you able to just withstand that? Did you have those people in your life who kind of tried to pull you away from the sport? No, not at all. You know what? It was honestly the complete opposite. Really? I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget it. During my ninth grade season, that first season wrestling at the, every single match, I'll be at a tournament and at least a hundred people would come up to me and say, wow, you're an inspiration. They would shake my hand. They would hug me. And I couldn't believe it because hmm. I just lost, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was saying to myself, man, now just imagine if I could actually win, how inspiring I would be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said to myself, man, I gotta, I gotta turn this around somehow. And it really took me about a year to really get adjusted to really um, find those techniques that I could do without legs. Cause I tell kids all the time that my biggest disadvantage from not having legs is that I didn't have leverage. Mm-hmm. I tell kids all the time that leverage equals strength, you know, basic biomechanics. Yep. So for me, it was just about finding those precise techniques that I could do without legs to really get my body in position to really have that leverage and do those techniques and complete them. That's awesome, man. That's so cool how the wrestling community got behind you and here they're supporting you. You know, and I think that that was definitely a great motivator. And I, I can recall that, you know, just the support. And I love your mindset, how you're thinking, you know, well, what if I start winning and you know how much bigger an impact I can have? And uh, I think that's cool because you're thinking about the bigger picture right? It's not just about the wrestling, about just getting your arm raised, but it's about like, you know, just, just having this impact on other people and showing them that, Hey, you know, sometimes you're not going to reach your goal right away, right? You're going to face a setback. You might not get your arm raised in this match, but that doesn't mean tomorrow and that next match, you can't get your arm raised, right? It's like about just having faith, staying positive and keep wrestling, keep moving forward. Yes. And I think one of the things that really helped me in life was that I've always been very intrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, my motivation always came from within. It wasn't from an outside source, like an overzealous coach or a parent. I wanted to win. I want to be successful. A great example of that was um, after my 10th grade year, after going 25 and 6 on varsity, I remember going to our team awards dinner. My coach was nice enough to give me the team award for most improved wrestler. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting there holding that big award, that big trophy. And my mom was sitting right next to me at the time. And she asked me, Ro, what's wrong? Why are you happy? I told her that I don't want this award for most improved wrestler. I don't want this award. I want the other one. Hmm. I want the one for MVP. I want the award for best wrestler. So at that dinner, hello, me with my coach and ask coach, how can I somehow get to that next level in the sport of wrestling? How can I somehow go from good to great? He said, Ro, this summer, why don't you try going to wrestling camp? Maybe even two camps, maybe even three. I told him, all right, so... 
I went home with my parents. Anyhow, we did some research on camps all across the country. And that was back in the day with uh, AOL dial-up, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So uh, we were going through all these camps that we found. And most of the camps that we found were pretty, pretty similar. Uh, Three-day camp here, four-day camp there. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. But then one day, we found this one camp that was pretty unique. It was the Jay Robinson 28-day intensive wrestling camp, which was held at the time at the University of Minnesota, run by the legendary University of Minnesota head wrestling coach, Jay Robinson. And I did some research on the camp, found out that all the wrestlers would go there, wake up every single morning, Brian, early at 6 a.m., work out for four to five times a day for 10, for 28 straight days. And I told my parents, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. Not only for wrestling, but for life as well, because, you know, it was around that age, I was beginning to really look at colleges. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to prove to not only my parents, but maybe even a little bit of myself that I could someday go away to college and live on a college campus by myself and take my take care of myself independently like any other college student man that's that's awesome and i mean i love how that mentality is i want to push myself i want to challenge myself and you said earlier just you know you're intrinsically you're 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 your biggest motivator and i think that's exactly how it has to be right i'm not saying anything bad about you know support or gurus or whatever i mean those things are great but it's support right i mean at the end of the day it has to come in from the internal right it has to come from inside of you you have to hold yourself accountable uh, to push forward. So, I mean, that that's awesome, man. That that camp too, I've never been, but I heard it. It's, it's, it's intense. So I, that's impressive. Oh, you yeah. last all the way through. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That camp was life-changing. You know, it really taught me a lot about hard work, dedication, sacrifice, and that if I was going to be great at anything in life, whether it's wrestling or my academics in school, it would mm. take a lot of hard work. It would take a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of, um, just a lot of grit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I understand that, man. And I mean, just from hearing your journey up to this point, um, what really motivates me, what, what I mean, the lessons I'm taking away from is that, like, you know, you're facing these challenges, but you're willing to go through the grind. You know what I mean? You're willing to push and you're you're not running from the challenge. I think that's the key thing. You're learning how to overcome it. Like when it was in your wrestling, like you were saying, you know, leverage and trying to figure that out, trying to, uh, we would say, put put me in situations where I could win, you know? And I think that's uh, a number one, one of the, biggest lessons in life it's like sometimes we can't we can't avoid the challenge right it's going to be there no matter what we're going to wake up tomorrow it's going to be there but we have to to learn to overcome that right yeah definitely and you know how it is in wrestling and in life success is a choice mm-hmm. a great example of that back when i was at that camp in high school the very last day the 20th day of wrestling camp each wrestler was given a choice to run the marathon you could either run 5 10 or 15 miles Obviously, I chose to do 15 miles because I wanted to win. I wanted to be successful. And to be honest with you, it wasn't just 15 because I got lost on the way home. So it was probably 16 or 17. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You slept good that night, huh? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And, you know, I tell kids all the time that they have that same choice as well. They all have that same choice in their own lives to be either average, good, or great at whatever they love whether it's a favorite subject in school, favorite sport, art, dance, music, theater, wherever they love, whatever they have a passion for, they all have a choice to be the average, good, or great. And once again, that choice is up to them. It has to be intrinsic. You have to be one to grind, right? No doubt, man. Love Indeed. it, man. Yeah, love yeah. it, man. And so uh, you mentioned wanting to uh, to be able to, to wrestle in college. So what was that experience like going from high school into the college uh, wrestling world? Can you talk about that experience just going in there? Yeah, you know, I wasn't recruited at all coming out of high school. I had a very average uh, high school wrestling career. 
And I went to Penn State University growing up. That was always my uh, dream school. Mm-hmm. Being from New York, you know, it was that one main huge university that had a big campus, a big time college football program, you know, just everything that you really wanted to get out of college Penn State has. And I remember going there and around my sophomore year, I finally hit finally hit a little growth spurt because in high school, I've wrestled 96 pounds, 96. I think New York is the only state with that weight class. And around my sophomore year, I got up to about 115 pounds, which is still pretty small, obviously, because as you know, the lightest weight class in college is 125. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try for the Penn State wrestling team next year. If I don't make it, that's yeah, all right. I- I'm not afraid to fail. Why not try? So mm-hmm. the first day of classes, I went up to the head wrestling coach's office. I knocked on the door. At the time, it was Troy Sunderland. And coach answered. He had a big smile on his face. I, I told him, coach, I'm Rohan Murphy, and I, I would love to be part of the Penn State wrestling team. He looks at me. He says, sure, Ro. He says, great. He says, all right, Ro. Maybe you could become one of our managers. Maybe you could help us take stats for the matches. Maybe you could help us videotape the matches. Be one of our helpers. Be one of, be one of our managers, he said. And I told him, Coach, no, I want to wrestle. I want to be on the Penn State wrestling team. Mm-hmm. He looks at me and says, well, Ro, if you don't have legs and if you're in a wheelchair, how exactly could you wrestle? I told him, it's kind of hard to explain, but I can show you. He said, all right. So I actually took Coach down right in his office. <laughs> <laughs> you took him down right in the office, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks at me. He says, all right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> what was your takedown of choice? Uh, Low-level single leg. Yeah, I love that one. It's one of my favorites yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John Smith style. John Smith style. Yep. I like that, man. And, and again, just, just the fact that you were brave enough to put yourself out there. Like you said, you know, like if I try, if I fail, you know, at least I tried. And, you know, I like how you're just that confidence, you know, that that's the key. Like we have to be willing to be brave enough to step outside of our comfort zones, you know, to, to test the waters, to see, okay, you know what, maybe I fail, but maybe I get my arm raised. You know, what? if I fail, it's not the end of the world, right? You go back to the drawing board, you just re, kind of relearn, right? You, you restructure, you rebuild, and then you come back again for some more. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. I believe there's an unstoppable spirit in us all, but sometimes that unstoppable spirit should be stopped at the door. That's why I've partnered with Safe Streets to help stop would-be intruders and porch pirates from ruining your day. Right now, unstoppable listeners can get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. Let Safe Streets help protect what you value most. Reserve your free doorbell and $100 Visa gift card today. Call 844 844- 980-SAFE or visit safestreets.com slash unstoppable. Yeah, because that, that's a huge thing, especially for younger kids, because I meet so many kids that tell me they're afraid to do certain things in school, like maybe go out for the basketball team because they're afraid that they might not make it. Maybe they're afraid to apply to their favorite college because they won't get accepted. And I tell them, you know, failure, losing, that's just a part of the process. Mm-hmm. It really truly is. Everyone fails at some point. Everyone that is truly successful in life has failed at some point. So you got to be able to just take that and embrace it and move on and learn from your mistakes. Definitely, man. And, you know, something I say in my speaking events is like, you know, when you lose, that's the opportunity to get bigger, get stronger, right? To, to learn. Because when you're winning, it's kind of like a repetitive thing. You just kind of coast and you just, you really, you don't have to change anything. You know what I mean? You just keep doing what you're doing. But when you lose, when you face the the, the roadblock, then it's like, okay, how do I rebuild? How do I overcome this? And then when you figure that out, when you choose to learn to overcome it, you get stronger. 
right? You build that armor up and then you're ready to face the next challenge that might be bigger and then so on and so forth. And, you know, you just keep looking back like, man, I've overcome all this. I can overcome anything that's, that stands in my way. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, I tell people all the time that it's just really and truly part of the process. It's a long process. It's a long grind to become successful and failure just forces you to change. It forces you to adapt a little bit. And I'm used to that because my whole life I've had to adapt to not having legs. So for me, that's just everyday life. Yeah, man. And so, you know, just, you said, you know, failure is part of the process. So, I mean, for you, like, what are the things that you kind of do to help stay motivated as you're going through that process? You know, like as it's taking longer than you expect, or, you know, maybe you do face the roadblocks. Like how do you, how do you stay motivated mentally? Just knowing that I'll get to my goals. I'll, I'll get to wherever I want to be eventually through time. And, know that great things don't happen overnight. A lot of people want overnight success. You, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's not the way it is. You know, they wake up every single morning looking at their uh, Dodge coin, you know, hoping that it's a hundred <laughs> bucks, just like that. You know, that's <laughs> not the way life works, man. It's a grind. It takes a lot of time. Very true, man. My coach used to say like, everybody wants the microwave, you know, everybody wants that yes. quick success, but you know, it's the grind. That's what makes it special, right? It's like, you know, it's the, the hard work that you put in the blood, sweat and tears. And, uh, you know, when you finally get it, that's what makes it valuable because of the price that you paid for it. Because if it's easy, it's like, well, you know, on to the next, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's the struggle that makes it so special to you. Yeah. Life's all about the journey, not the destination, the journey. For example, that is us. We, by speakers, we tell people our journey, you know, what we've, had to overcome and how we done it. We don't talk about where we are in life right now. We all talk about the journey and how we got to be where we are. Exactly, man. And you mentioned the journey and, you know, during that journey, we all have our own challenges to face. You know, we can't avoid those things. We have to learn to overcome them like you did. I mean, do you have any, any advice for people who, who are going through the challenge, you know, who are trying to overcome those things that they have to wrestle in their life? Listen, a lot of people look at me, a guy without legs and, they think, man, this guy was very unfortunate, very unlucky. He was dealt a bad hand in life. And I'm fine with that. People could think whatever they want to think about me because to me, just because you're dealt a bad hand in life doesn't mean you have to fold. Doesn't mean you got to give up. You got to persevere. You got to keep on going in life. You see, I'm a true believer in that. Every single person eventually has to overcome something in life, has to overcome something in life, whether it be, you know, and for kids that I usually speak to, whether it be, growing up in a single parent household, maybe overcoming their parents going through a messy divorce, maybe having to overcome their family struggling financially, or maybe even something pretty unique and pretty extreme, like not having legs, like myself. But I tell people all the time, man, if I could overcome this, and if I could be successful in life, why can't you? What's holding you back? What's stopping you? At the end of the day, what's gonna be your excuse? And once again, that motivation has to come from within. It really and truly has to come from within. It has to be intrinsic. Well said, brother. Well said right there. And I, I love what you just mentioned about just not folding that hand. You know, you have to play that hand that you're dealt to the best of your abilities. And that's that's what unstoppable is, you know, because we can't change certain factors of our life. You know, I mean, we can't change the obstacles, whatever. It's like we have to do the best of what we got, just like in a wrestling match. It's like, okay, we might not be in, you know, in the situation exactly how we wanted it to be, but you know what? We still can get our arm raised. You know what I mean? We can still go out there and scrap to the very end. So, I mean, I, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I know uh, 
you know, you got things to do. What's on your calendar right now? Are are you still doing like powerlifting and stuff? I heard, okay, I, I wanted to ask you this, man. I heard that you can walk on your hands. You can do a handstand walk across a football field. Is that true? Yes, very true. Very true. Yeah, I did it back when I was at that camp at Jay Robinson. And the person who made me do it was my camp counselor at the time, who was Brock Lesnar. Really? Oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock was a national champion at the University of Minnesota. And I went to that camp in the summers of 1999 and 2000. And he was there in 1999 training for his senior season. Man, that, that's cool. And so, so what you just decided, like, hey, I'm hanging out with Brock Lesnar, like, hey, man, I'm gonna try to walk across <laughs> this football field. Like, how, how did that happen? Well, every day at camp, we wake up every single morning, basically at 6 a.m. And usually, our first practice would be a running practice. And since I, since I didn't have legs, most of the time I would just do laps around the track by myself mm-hmm. in my wheelchair. But this one morning, Coach Lesnar really wanted to push me. And I always tell people that he wanted to push me not just physically, but mentally as well, because as you know wrestling was more of a mental sport than anything mm-hmm. so he, he took me inside the middle of the track where there was a football field he brought me down he brought me down to one end zone he said row hop out of your wheelchair which i did for him he then looks at me and he tells me all right row i want you to somehow for me try walking down through that end zone in the handstand 100 yards once you get down to that first end zone row how about you then try doing a pyramid of 10 push-ups do a pyramid of 10 push-ups then walk back down another 100 yards back down to the first end zone and of course i couldn't tell coach lesnar no so I did it just like this, 100 yards all the way down. Dang, man. Yeah. And I finally got <laughs> down to that first end zone. And then he said, all right, try doing the pyramid of 10 push-ups. And, and as you know, a pyramid of 10 push-ups isn't just one, two, three. It goes something like this. One, one, two, one, two, three. Yeah, I'm not going to do all 10 now, man, but you get the That's- point, bro. That's a burner, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. So you got, you got some crazy strength. I, I'm going to have to go out and try that now. I don't know if I can do a football field, but hey, you're going to be in my head, man, when I go out there and try. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> besides your, your speaking events, are you doing like any physical challenges now, like fitness type stuff? Honestly, no, nothing really uh, competitive, but uh-huh. I train pretty, I train pretty hard. I go to the gym six days a week. And I do a lot of carb cycling. That's my main diet. It mm-hmm. works well for me. Um, so I'm not really trained for anything in particular, but in my mind, I'm training just to be the best version of myself. And that's good enough for me. I get that, man. It's like every single day you try to get a little bit better, right? A little bit stronger, maybe one more rep in there. I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Exactly. And at the gym, a lot of people always ask me, why are you training so hard? Why do you go so hard here? And I just tell them that's just the wrestler's mentality. You know, mm-hmm. once you wrestle, you can't do anything at 50 or 75%. It's 110%. You know, you got to go hard. <laughs> exactly, man. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There, there's only one speed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. That's wrestling for you. <laughs> well, Rohan, man, it's been so fun just talking with you and hearing about your story. And uh, again, man, just so inspiring. And before I let you go, I have what I like to call the short time questions. I know, you know, as a former wrestler, you're very familiar with what short time is. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, man. It's it's basically it's just a, a few more questions, and you just fire off the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. Let's All right, here we go, bro. So, first question: What's your favorite book and or movie? Favorite book: Wonder. Every kid should read that book. It's all about acceptance, embracing others' differences, and movie: Avengers: Infinity War. All right. Good movie right there. 
Good book. I'm about to check that out myself. Favorite motivational quote? Favorite motivational quote? Uh, honestly, probably the one I gave you before because I thought of it myself, to be honest with you. Just because you dealt a bad hand in life doesn't mean you have to fold. That's a great quote, man. I'm definitely writing that down and adding it to my, my list of favorites. Thank you. F- final question, my friend. What does unstoppable mean to you? It means not only that you're physically strong, but you're mentally strong as well. And nothing on this earth could deter you from pursuing your goals or dreams. Great answer, man. Rohan, I mean, if if people want to just support you and just keep track of what you're doing, uh, where can they go to just kind of keep an eye on on you, keep tabs on you? I'm big with social media, so they can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Rohan Murphy. I'm always posting workout videos every day on Instagram at Rohan Murphy. And uh, they want to reach out to me for a speaking engagement. Just check out my website, RohanMurphy.com. All right, brother. Well, you know, I'm following you and like I said, I got to get my workout in and hit, find a football field to do some handstand walks because <laughs> you, you inspired Thanks, me man. today, man. <laughs> hey, appreciate it. Hey, and best of luck with the pull-up record, all right? I know you're uh, training hard for that. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, most pull-ups in 24 hours, and I, I think I'm going for it. Official attempt will be in September. So I got some I got some time, but I don't really have time. You know what I mean? It's coming up quick. So any, any tips, I'm going to be kind of uh, – uh, picking your brain if you got any uh, suggestions for me down the road because uh, I need to get my upper body strong like yours. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, it takes, takes a lot of time and effort. You know how it is. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, again, Rohan, thank you so much for your time, brother. You take care and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it. I'll be in touch. All right, brother. Take care. <laughs> See ya. I took a lot away from my talk with Rohan. We have to be brave enough to ask ourselves, what if? There's always going to be an obstacle. There's always going to be a setback. And there could be a chance that we fail. But what if we push through the setback? What if we fail, but we learn from that failure and come back even stronger? What if? That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by SafeScreens, the leader in smart home security and automation and America's only ADT authorized provider. SafeScreens will help protect what you value most. To talk to an expert and get a free quote today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcasts. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Special thank you to Rohan Murphy's YouTube channel for the ABC 2020 clip used at the beginning of this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day and remember, be unstoppable.